So now, your man is in the bed. You have the grapefruit already prepared under the bed. He smelled the citrus in the air. He thinks you have on some new Victoria's Secrets or something. He has no idea. And what you're going to do is be a woman of your word. Now, you have to get his penis erect. So what you're going to do is just suck his dick. That's like you said you were going to do. Once he's nice and erect, what you're going to do is replace the grapefruit from your mouth. You're going to twist up and down on his shaft and suck the head at the same time. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, D. Simon. Lance Wackerly here. <clears throat> I'm Wackerly. Home for the holidays. Yeah, I'm uh, waiting for you to say something to me. Oh, is it Hanukkah now? Yeah, there it is. There it Did is. Did you guys it's- decide to like which days you're going to have it this year? some fucking crazy Jew calendar that's a different day every year. Yeah, I actually thought that you were going to completely forget about it and not mention anything, not even say happy second night of Hanukkah. But, um, so I'm surprised. Oh, de- oh, it always starts on December 16th, huh? No, but it's uh, second oh. night tonight. How, how do you figure out when it starts again? You know, I have no, I didn't even know it started. Let's see. There's a, a Jewish kid I work with um, sent me a text saying, happy Kronika, like, you know, chronic. Marijuana reference there, so uh, I was like, "Oh, that's funny," and then I realized, "Oh, it's Hanukkah." Had no idea. So I emailed my sister and uh, my brother, wish them a happy Hanukkah. You know what? You should have got some weed for the first night of celebration. Instead of lighting the menorah, just light a joint for every night. Yeah. Or have a menorah with eight joints in it, and then it's like an advent calendar. Each night, you take one down and smoke it. Is that like the hip young Jew thing to do? I mean, I think a lot of hip old Jews smoke weed do, which I guess is what you are. You know what? A Hanukkah weed menorah. That's, that's, that should be a product we should make. It's like a joint for every night. And you could do 12 days of Christmas, 12 joints of Christmas. Most Jews smoke weed, right? I'm sure. They probably do. They have. What do you, what do you think the burning bush was? Weed. Of course. You know, Moses didn't just see a weed, a plant talking to him. He wasn't sober. He was so stoned, he saw that, and then he was like, oh, shit. And then he started carrying these rocks. He's like, fuck, this is heavy. Dropped them. Next thing that was know, back before they had invented... Four years in the desert. That's back before they had invented uh, joints and bongs and chillums and uh, water pipes. No, he just Back like, then, they would just light the whole fucking weed plant on fire. And just high. inhale deeply. That's yeah. why they were also seeing God all the time. He was just so high. He was just huffing the fumes of the burning bush. If you um, lived in the town, you just like, you guys going to get high? Well, it doesn't really matter because you're gonna, because I'm lighting the whole plant <laughs> on fire. That's why they thought uh, Jesus didn't have a father. They were so stoned, they had he's no just idea. He's a deadbeat stoner. Just find <laughs> like, him. He's just a stoner. Look at him. Look at him. Looks like a stoner. He looks like a Everybody drifter. Everybody looked like that back then. 
Um, so yeah, I didn't even know that it was Hanukkah. But as I've said before, you know, after you turn eighteen, really, Hanukkah just isn't a big deal. When you're it's a big kid, deal if you is. have kids. It, yeah, if you, if you have if you go children, through the then, normal life processes of becoming an adult and having children. But you know what I've noticed now, which I consider to be a travesty and an abomination, is people are combining Hanukkah, Christmas, and they call it Chrismica. Uh-huh. Have you heard this? I mean, I don't know why they have to call it anything. Just be like, we have a tree in our house and a menorah and we get gifts. Because they're being cutesy. They're being tweed. What they do is they take a menorah, they wrap it. They wrap it with lights and they light it off. They're like, it's Chrismica because we celebrate both. People without children? Yeah. Oh, okay. They are cunts. Couples. (laughs) People people with children just do it because their kids complain because they see all the Gentiles getting these kick-ass gifts. Well, yeah, no, I can understand that. But I've, today I was talking to, this week I was talking to some people at work and they're like, oh yeah, you know, my boyfriend's Jewish, so we just celebrate both. We call it Chrismica. And I was, well, I was looking at her thing. like, you know what? I hope your kid's born with cerebral palsy. Like there's wow, no such thing as fucking Chrismica. harsh. Yeah, you know what? There's no really? such thing as Chrismica. You wish, you wish they had a kid with cerebral palsy because they have a hybrid relationship and celebrate both holidays. And combining a menorah with a Christmas tree? I didn't know you were such a fucking religious fundamentalist. I'm not that much of a fundamentalist. I just think it's insulting. <laughs> you're like, Dirka, Dirka, Dirka. Terrible palsy for your child. <laughs> I can't. Obviously, their kid's not going to get cerebral palsy because of me. Oh. But if I could, so I would. Didn't because wish they, that, you didn't wish that the kid had cerebral palsy. No, you know this is a, this is it's a travesty. <laughs> what they're doing here? Celebrate one whatever, or the other. Whatever, Mohammed. Get a Christmas tree. I don't care. Don't combine the two. Did you see the Moses movie? The Moses. Oh, the Exodus movie. Yeah. I uh, no, I didn't. When did uh, Ridley Scott become such a hack? I, I. Why did they make that movie? I think they thought it was going to make some of that gladiator money. Yeah, I I highly doubt it. I you know I don't know. And how come uh, how come they they made that movie? And you know you know what's interesting about that? I movie? just imagine Moses looking more like your dad and not Christian Bale. <laughs> That's my problem with it. You know you know what's interesting about that movie? I read an article where they're saying it portrayed the Egyptians with sympathy, and they said that the Jews. We're getting their God to invoke all these wraths, killing their firstborn because they're just... It, why, why did the Jews send terroristic threats over to uh, whatever the production company is that produced Exodus? Plus, why didn't they get a nice Jewish actor to play Moses? Who, who play, who's playing Moses? Christian Bale. Oh, Christian, yeah, not even a Jew. I don't understand. Why aren't Jews freaking out, sending emails threatening their the entire company that produced that movie and all of its employees. It probably was Jews that did produce it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> they could have gotten Goldberg, though. That would have been sweet. He has, he's not working, is he? I'm trying to think of a... A wrestler? I mean, yeah, no, that, that definitely would have worked. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't get Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. <laughs> or Jeff, I'm a Jew from Canada. <laughs> or Dave Attell. <laughs> Dave Attell, I would have gone to see it. I would have gone to see Exodus if it was Dave Attell as Moses. That would, or uh, Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> now, that would have been great. I could see Gilbert Gottfried, I could see playing like a god role. That's a whole different movie at that But point. Dave Attell as Moses. Gilbert Gottfried could be Pharaoh. Why not? Yeah. Uh, but no, they, they're portraying the Egyptians, the, the people who enslaved the Jews, who enslaved the Jews for years and forced the Jews to build their pyramids. They they were portrayed sympathetically. Neither neither of us have seen it. I mean, that's no, the, but that's I'm, I've reporting. read an article about it, and I was like, you know what? I'm surprised the Jews weren't all upset about. It. I'm surprised the uh, the ACLU 
didn't freak out and start uh, you know, sending them emails. You want to know why? Because Jews are rational. You know who was? Yeah. I mean, actually, to prove your point, you know who was upset was like Glenn Beck. Yeah, he probably is. It's like, you never portray an Arab, an Arabic person sympathetically. <laughs> I'm sure it has a lot to do with it. Uh, but anyway, I'm just stunned that an email, just an email from an anonymous source could shut down the release of a major motion picture. I don't think it was an email. I think it was a paste bin, which is even less. Um, so not even an know, email. Credible. So not even email, an email sent directly. Right. To Sony. I think it was a paste bin. That's what I read. I, I heard it was an email, but whatever. Well, I think the uh, uh, some of the initial threats were emails, but I think the most recent thing that they are going to, you know, attack theaters that were going to play this movie. The what's it called? The it's interview. It's called the interview with a vampire. <laughs> I don't see what the big problem is. So they cut off the with the vampires. It's just the interview now. Oh, it's a remake. I, I think Anne Rice wrote it though. It's a remix. Um. You know, disregard Wackerly's churlish behavior here. Um, <laughs> it's a serious. <laughs> it's a serious matter. Kim Jong-un felt threatened. I think it's serious. <laughs> Seth Rogen here. I'm going to lose Seth- a lot of money on this thing. <laughs> Do you imagine how exasperated Seth Rogen and Franco must be over this? Uh, Yeah. I mean, you this know? was their big meal ticket for the year, right? It's like one less Audi that they could probably yeah. buy. They're, and they got to do their taxes right away. And they're going to be like, I thought I was going to make a shitload and I only made a fuckload <laughs> or vice versa. You know, I don't like either one of those guys all that much. I know both. I, I don't like them. You know, I don't like me either. I'm not hip enough. The people like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Seth Rogen and Franco are probably the epitome of hip. Everybody loves uh, They're them. a little bit mainstream. And Judd Apatow, it's like that, that whole crew. I just, I don't find them that funny. That's the kind of humor my parents like. <laughs> Judd Apatow is a little bit preachy. I think that's what people maybe don't like. You know, his, his, his stories are always about like a goofy guy and a goofy girl who have a shitty relationship. But if only they'd figure out, you know, to get past themselves and just be committed to the marriage. That's that's like always the, the moral, right? Uh, yeah, I just I feel it was kind of a one trick pony. He's just done it too many times. Apatow. Yeah. And, and Seth Rogen Geeks was good. See, Seth Rogen and Franco and all those guys. Sure. They're very talented. Sure. They are funny. But um. I think the thing is with them, it's like this, this, this click of Hollywood bros, and it's like, oh, I'll be in your movie. We're going to write a movie. Let's, let's make a movie about being stoners that go to North Korea. Oh, you want to do a podcast? I'll be on your podcast. Oh, my friend, the Nerdist, wants us on his podcast. Same thing. It's this right. whole incestuous Hollywood thing, and just That's all their true. movies, it's like, let's put the same crew in there. The only guy out of that whole crew I like is Danny McBride. Danny McBride is pretty good. That I guy like, is pretty uh, good. Which guy? Uh, fuck. The Jewish looking guy with the curly hair? <laughs> no, the British guy who is uh, like oh, the effect. Oh, uh, Russell Brand. No, not fucking Russell Brand. <laughs> uh, I can't remember his anyway, name. He's Alan Partridge, but he was in that uh, Tropic Thunder movie with all these oh, dudes. Oh, Steve Coogan. Right? Yeah, Steve that guy's Coogan, great. That guy's great. But the thing is, I- I'm not doubting how in- how talented these guys are. These guys are very talented. And they wrote this, uh, they wrote this comedy. That the movie centered- sounds pretty stupid. Yeah, it's centered around a TV host and his producer who are sent on a mission by the U.S. government to assassinate North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un. Wow. Brilliant. Um, I mean, it's a funny idea. So they, they interview the guy and they try, try to assassinate him. I'm surprised they wouldn't just use a fictitious dictator, but instead they wanted to use an actual Edgy. one. 
Yeah, you know, just, just it seems like the type here. of plot that they would just drag on and on way too long. And at about the forty-five minute mark, you'd be like, "Uh, kind of wish this was just a half-hour sketch." Well, it enraged North Korea. Of course, it insulted Kim Jong Un. <laughs> the main reason why North Korea reacted um, with 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 you know violently and and threatening. Um, the theaters is because uh, it depicted a scene where where Kim Jong Un's just head exploded. Did you watch that uh, clip? I would love to be in a movie where my head exploded, like Scanners. That'd be great. Oh, Kim Jong Un was not too pleased with that. Scene. He's not a fan of Scanners. <laughs> he's not a fan of Scanners. His whole face was on fire, and it's just his head just exploded. It's really graphic. Um, all this is a. Ele- I'm not convinced that it really was North Korea that sent any of these emails, and not just some like uh, pranksters. Has yet to be proven, but they're saying that the or group- people who have a different axe to grind with Sony. Well, people are, people are saying the group is called the Guardians of Peace. And not only have they sent threats via email, they also have hacked into their system and uh, stolen, um, stolen private emails, social, employee social security numbers, salary information, and Which, uh, there's another, pre-releases ne- of movies. And we don't necessarily know that those the hack, which I think everybody knows about, um is even really related to the new the threat against the theaters. It could be two different... It could just be anybody doing the threat. The hack, I guess, takes some talent because it's obviously legitimate email, private emails that they got. But this pastebin thing, like, I could have done it. Yeah, but they're saying it's coming from the Guardians of Peace. But yeah, I guess it could come from... But anybody. everybody knows, but everybody already knew they were called the Guardians of Peace. I can type the ty- type Guardians of Peace on a letterhead and put it on pastebin. You should start pastebinning just ridiculous threats to Sony. <laughs> Or anybody. <laughs> well, yeah, anybody. But I mean, Sony, I think. Just is, anonymously Sony's threatening already, D. Simon. Sony's already embattled, so why not just uh, join the D- club? <laughs> D. Simon should give all the t-shirt money to Lance Markley, or I'm going to blow up his head. <laughs> Sign, <laughs> Guardians of Pizza. Have you read any of the, uh, the contents of the leaked emails that have been hacked? No, I don't really care. <laughs> Well, so, it's just so, it's just Hollywood. These Hollywood incestual people like uh, bickering with each other, right? Well, a lot of it's Hollywood insider gossip, but some of it's actually kind of funny. Um, Amy Pascal, who's like the CEO of uh, of Sony, and uh, producer Scott Rudin sent a series of racially insensitive emails about Obama. They were like joking, like, "I wonder what movies Obama likes. I'm sure he loves Twelve Years a Slave." Wow. And uh, yeah, no, it's definitely. Why would you? I mean, how st- how stupid do you have to be to send an email like that? I nobody will ever hack my email. Knockwood, I still know never to send an email like that. You know, our company actually the uh, not the CEO but the head of operations like came around and talked to every group and was saying, don't send any emails like in light of the recent Sony hack. Do not send any emails that you know criticize the company, criticize each other, say any racially insensitive remarks. These, this information stored. Yeah. We have all of your emails. Yeah. And I was just thinking, who would Save do that? Save that shit for text messages on your private phone. Well, I mean, who, who, who uses your company email like that? I think egomaniacal psychopaths, which are probably a lot of people who work in you know, the Sony Pictures Entertainment uh, world are. That's the problem. Well, I'm sure this uh, Amy Pascal is, and like Scott Rudin, this guy who did the social network, I'm sure they think they're uh, untouchable. You know, without um, without blame, and people are like, "Oh, obviously, no one's looking into our email." Dude, your IT guys probably read every single email you send. Right. They're probably like, "Don't police my thoughts, man." 
dude, you just called Obama a slave. And this idiot. No, 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 he probably liked the movie. Right. This idiot, this uh, Scott Rudin, and, you know, probably attaches pictures of his dick that he sends to other uh, female executives at Sony. And I'm sure the IT guys have that, too. Is that how, uh, what was that politician in New York, the guy that was running for the Senate? Scott Wiener. Was Wiener doing that? Sending, uh, attaching pictures of his dick to company emails? <laughs> he was doing it over Twitter directly to women. Okay, even but more see, women, women are either, you're going to spurn them, or they're not going to like you to begin with, and they're going to be like, ha ha, look at this politician's cock, and send it to everybody. <laughs> So and same to, thing with guys are going to do it to girls, too. Yeah. Like, oh, this slag things I'm into her. Like, I'm going to convince her to send me a bunch of pictures and then show them to all my friends. <laughs> so today, um, this pastebin or email was received from the quote-unquote Guardians of Peace. Uh, the, text, the, the, the email actually itself is quite, quite hilarious. So the, the, the message says, we have already promised a Christmas gift to you. This is the beginning of the gift. We will clearly show it to you at the very time and places the interview be shown, including the premiere. How bitter fate those who seek fun and terror should be doomed to. Soon all the world will see what an awful movie Sony Pictures Entertainment has made. The world will be full of fear. Remember the 11th of September 2001? No. We, me- <laughs> we recommend you to keep yourself distant from the places at that time. If your house is nearby, you better leave. Obviously, they didn't. They don't know the term "never forget" because no American has ever forgotten. A lot I of people think, have that tattooed. <laughs> that to me sounds like uh, a funny, wacky American guy trying to pretend to speak like a North Korean speaking. It English. sounds very affected. It, it yeah. doesn't sound. Uh, it doesn't sound genuine. Like, do you think that? I mean, do <laughs> you think that North Korea? You know, it's a fucking slave state. They couldn't. Uh, you know force some dude to learn like completely fluent english i'm sure they have north Koreans with, with like english. knowing all the idioms and everything come on <laughs> what a bitter fate uh wackily will uh will seek here if it's not so if critical. it is true yeah. if it's true i'm gonna eat crow <laughs> if they do bomb the theater well i guess they're not i mean we'll, we'll never know now well we'll never know because the terrorists actually in a sense won uh sony has and this is the first time i think any uh, production studio has ever done this. Um, they canceled the release, the premiere, not the premiere, but the release of the movie. Cause the movie actually premiered in LA last week, but the release, the official release was on Christmas. So and what they did people say about it. the movie? I don't know. I imagine it was just, uh, <laughs> there were no reviews. You know, I know. Well, it was the premiere. I don't think it was officially, uh, reviewed oh. yet. I think that's, that's the thing. They premiere it. Then don't they send screener copies to like after the premiere? I don't know how this Hollywood shit works. Yeah, I'm not sure how that works either, but um, yeah. I think they send out screeners and then the journalists uh, pan it. Um, <laughs> Pans and scans. Yeah, but I mean, if, if you think about the terrorists, I mean, the, the, if their goal was to prevent people from seeing it in theaters. I guess they succeeded there, but there's no way they're going to be able to prevent people from eventually seeing this movie. I know. I think Sony should just leak it as a act of charity. <laughs> and defiance just to defy north korea and these hackers they're just going to leak it online yeah i guess they could but then i think i'd what, watch it right now i, I mean, just to you know on principle i think what they're going to do is they're going to do a premium online release so they're going to charge people 
like 20 bucks or something to get to do that. Like they're going to do like an online like VOD premiere, like a video on demand. Like on premiere. Apple, iTunes? Maybe on iTunes, maybe on uh yeah, like probably on but iTunes. But isn't North Korea Roku. then going to go like try and bomb the iTunes headquarters, server headquarters or whatever? Well, you know what's interesting about that? I know Sony, I'm, I'm thinking Sony's probably planning on doing a VOD release. I mean, there's a chance they might just delay it and then release it in June or something. That's my uh, prediction. When the, this is all, uh, and it all the dies dust down. is settled. Right. Yeah. And then they'll be like, the, the movie North Korea doesn't want you to know about. But you never know. I mean, uh, I, they, they might just be, you know, what, what could even be interesting in a bizarre twist. Maybe this is some strange publicity stunt they're doing to surround the movie. They're no. going to promote the movie. I mean, I guess there's too much egg <laughs> in the face. Because they know it's so terrible. Well, there's probably too much egg in the face of Sony executives here, especially with the leak and all that. And, the, and the, yeah, imagine the financial damages. But um, could you imagine if this was just one way to, to create hype for a movie? I mean, if, it seems if, pretty elaborate. Yeah, but if this was online, I mean, wouldn't you be interested in seeing it? Yeah, I mean, I'd be interested in going to the theater and seeing if, if that was going to happen. But um, it just seems like you could create all this hype and then still release it on opening day. Well, uh, well, the thing is, I don't know if you can, because a lot of theaters, the major chains like AMC, Regal, Cinemark, Cineplex, they, they said, you know what, we don't want we don't want to release. We don't want to show the movie. Uh, and part of the reason is because they were being pressured by shopping malls. who are like, you know what? I, we remember 9-11. We don't want our shopping mall being blown up. So I wonder what would happen if Sony was like, fuck you, we're going to still release this and go find some independent theaters to do it. And the independent theater was blown up. Like if there's a terrorist attack, do you think Sony would be culpable at all? Uh, somebody would try to sue Sony. Whether they would win is, uh, remains to be seen. I mean, Sony's being sued by uh, former employees for the, uh, for the hacking, their personal information getting out. <laughs> You shouldn't have sent those racist emails, dude. It's your fault. <laughs> Stop clogging up the courts. Don't attach your penis to uh, your company email. Someone's gonna get. It's gonna get out. It's gonna be Making hacked by all terrorists. Those jokes about Uzbeks. But I mean, the fact of the matter is, Sony stands to lose millions in this whole affair. So I'm just wondering how they're gonna try to recoup some of this cost. I mean, it blows my mind that they canceled the they canceled the release of the movie because I mean, if you think about it. A paste bin message or even an email. How credible is that? Well, and you're saying that the the National Security Agency is saying it's not credible. The Department of Homeland Security said it wasn't credible. It's not but a now, credible But threat. now CNN is saying it really did come from North Korea. Well, so are we saying that it's credibly from North Korea, but that are not a threatening country to movie theaters in the United States? Is that... Well, they're not a threatening country, number one. But number two... They're um, a little bit threatening. <laughs> they have a massive, like, military. Yeah, but they can't even launch... It's not a, very technologically it's, uh, advanced. Can they even relatively. launch a rocket that goes, goes further than, like, what, 30 feet? Remember they were trying to for a long time? They thought they were going to make it to, like, uh, Catalina Island or something, or at least Alaska, maybe. I doubt it. I'm not going to hold my breath there. But, no, <laughs> but the thing is that well, we, were just, we were doing some uh, research before the show about this, and, yeah, the U.S., the, the FBI is claiming that they think North Korea is responsible, but do they have any sources that can actually uh, substantiate that? CNN, you mean? Do they have a source? CNN. I mean, they're just saying some unnamed source within the yeah, FBI. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't, this, I don't think they've proven that this is from North Korea. This, even, is actually, this is exactly like every news story now where 
you know, the, 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 the facts that come out the day of, you can't trust any of them because tomorrow the facts will all be different. But, but even if it did come from North Korea, I still think this is, this, I mean, I still think Sony is a spineless company. Oh, that's true. Of course. I mean, look at this. Like, uh, I don't think it was a good decision. Well, okay. Think about, uh, what was it? Batman, Dark Knight Rises. The day that movie was released, some madman, psycho, went in there, shot up the theater, killed like 18 people. Did they cancel that movie? Did theaters cancel that movie? <laughs> like, just worry, be worrying that, you know, there'd be like a, a rash of these people thinking they copycat were the Joker. Yeah, copycat or, killers. Yeah. I remember the people talking about copycat killers, but no, everybody was like, oh, well, we really want to see Batman. <laughs> I think Batman's a more popular movie than this was. Or, but oh, same possibly. Thing. Or maybe, maybe they already had the movie because, like, this movie hasn't actually been sent out yet. So maybe, yeah. maybe that's So what's the, the difference here? Just... People are, you know, in a couple of years that have transpired that, that we're just even bigger pussies now than we were. It's just, I, I can't believe this, that uh, Sony would acquiesce like this without even trying to test them or without even trying to, 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 to I mean, without even trying to take a stand here. Right. I mean, it's like, how credible could this email threat Brinksmanship be? is what they called it in the uh, world uh, era of nuclear weapons. Yeah, war. I mean, call their bluff. Because, yeah, Kim Jong-un would have looked like a massive moron if, you know, the movie would have opened and nothing happened. I mean, I'm going to start would sending terrorist threats the next time a Sandra Bullock movie comes out. You know, it's like, what's going to stop us from doing this? It's like, uh, you know, this movie's going to suck. I'm going to start sending terrorist threats via Pace Bin. Right. Pace Guardians bin. of the Galaxy. That was a good movie. Oh yeah, but I'm sorry. I'm trying to. What, what are they called? Guardians of the of Peace. Guardians sorry. of Peace. Yeah. Get confused with all these movie talk. I mean, I actually I think uh, you know my hats off to Rogan and uh, Franco, even though I don't <laughs> oh, like those guys. Coming off. <laughs> hats coming off to them for doing a an, you know it's a an incendiary when the hat comes off. Doing an incendiary controversial movie like this. The last person to do this was uh, uh, the South Park guys, Team uh, Team America. Yeah, I guess uh, Kim Jong Un's dad just didn't have uh, as big a balls as Kim Jong. Un. Yeah, that's the Kim thing. It's like, and the South Park guys were just like, "Fuck you, yeah, Kim Jong." They made him look like a total asshole. I know, and <laughs> yeah, the they didn't production... just murder him in the movie. They made him look like a like a idiot. And the movie studio still idiot. released the movie. And here's Sony. I've lost a lot of respect for Sony. If I had a PlayStation, I would piss on it. Actually, if I had your <laughs> PlayStation, I'd piss on it. Yeah, we know about that. <laughs> But, I mean, the, the fact is this is financially harmful and publicly embarrassing for Sony. So I would say that the, um, the hackers won. The, <laughs> the terrorists won win. this battle here. We know that they're hackers, and it sounds like they won, and the hackers might also be state-sponsored. Oh, but we don't know about that. But, okay, they won the battle but not the war because I think what's going to end up happening is once this is released on VOD, it's going to be a cult film. It's going to be, you know, it's going to achieve cult status. It's probably going to be leaked on the internet. The torrent's going to be available anywhere. There's no way North Korea can stop this. If I, should, if I watch it at my house, though, should I be on the lookout for like a, I don't know, some kind of a communist ninja crawling through my window to sl put a piece of piano wire around my neck? Those people eat like two carrots and like a grain of rice and a stick. <laughs> they can't even climb up the it's window. It's like their weekly meal. That's all he allows them to eat. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't worry too much about it. You know, uh, Steve Carell was going to do a movie called Pyongyang. I don't know if it was a comedy or what, uh, by New Regency Pictures. Uh, Gore Verbinski was going to direct it, and that has now been canceled. And they've canceled that, too. 
It was to be a paranoid thriller about a Westerner's experiences working in North Korea for a year. It sounds kind of good. It's kind of like when uh, 9-11, you know, when 9-11 happened, they canceled a whole, a whole like a series of movies. A bunch of movies were canceled. Anything that had to do with the, the uh, Twin Towers. Right. And then, but then we had the wave of maudlin, uh, you know, like, that's what New York is about, man. Yeah. It's just different now. And the fucking uh, Spike Lee movie, whatever the fuck that was called. But there's another movie that came out that showed, depicted 90s New York, the psychologist. I can't think of the name of it right now. But they, they actually um, put the Twin Towers in. Remember, like, they digitally added the Twin Towers. Because it's, right. it's a sign of freedom. Right. I mean... You know, a bunch of fucking people died in the uh, Oklahoma City bombing, too, but you didn't, you know, Oklahoma didn't make any bunch of fucking maudlin movies about it. Do you think if the North Koreans made a movie where, like, President Obama was just getting skull fucked or some guy was shitting in his ocular cavities, do you think we would care? No. Do you think anyone would care? Nope. <laughs> I mean, I'd watch it if it was on YouTube. Just cause yeah, but I mean, if, if Iran made a movie about... Hillary Clinton getting gangbanged by a bunch of Africans. Do you think anyone would care? Uh, Hillary Clinton might like to watch it. <laughs> I just, it's not like Bill's giving her the fucking long bill dick. Well, that that's the thing. It's like there, I there's freedom of expression in this country, and we can take a joke. You know, we we have we have a thick skin. We understand this. We understand parody. We understand satire. And here you have North Korea sending these thinly veiled threats. These circuitous but they, threats. But their threat worked, so... I know. We don't really have freedom. That's of why I've lost a lot of respect here for uh, Sony. Really a Jap... I mean, they're a Japanese country, company, right? So how much responsibility do we have to take as well, red-blooded Americans for their behaviors? They're a Japanese-owned company, but I think they're uh, operated by Americans. And these Americans uh, have their tail between their legs. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> How the mighty samurai culture has fallen. Also, I'm hoping though. Larry Flint releases a porn with Kim Jong Un, like a gay porn or something, like a bukkake scene, Whoa. something like that. No, I mean, would that be great? And his head explodes at the end because know. there's just too much semen. That. I'm not gonna watch it, but well, I mean, if they just, but if, if they you do, want to watch it, that's fine. No, but I mean, if he just does some like you know horribly graphic. Um, Goatsy. Offensive porno. Yeah, like a goatsy. Like maybe goatsy Kim Jong-un meets goatsy or something. Or Kim Jong-un versus goatsy. Goatsy sits on Kim Jong-un's face. And he suffocates inside. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is great. But, I, you know, I hope Larry Flint picks up the mantle here. And then see what happens. Let's see what the Guardians of Peace do then. That's what I want to see. Anyway. <laughs> so no interview uh, this week for Christmas, so... Sorry, all you. Uh, I, I feel I feel I feel genuine sympathy for all the uh, Franco and Seth Rogen fans out there. Maybe maybe Wackerly could just make a recording of doing Ro- uh, Seth Rogen's voice. No, you could read a couple lines if you. Could <laughs> I get used the, it all up. If you could get the script for that movie, maybe you could just read a couple lines and. Uh, you could be Franco. A couple scenes. I could try. Definitely not that cool, or attractive. True. That's why um, this is going to be audio. <laughs> People, this is episode 463 here of Sick and Wrong. You know the way the show works. You send us your stories. We read them here on the show. Uh, if we give you um, credit for it, we'll send you a Sick and Wrong care package. You can email your story, sickandwrongpodcast.com, submit them via Facebook or the Twitters. Uh, before we get to our first story here this week, uh, here's a word from our sponsor. 
Hey wankers, put down that old worn out flashlight for a minute and listen up. If you go to adamandeve.com right now and buy one item, you'll get three bonus gifts, six adult movies, and free shipping. That's ten free gifts. Just enter offer code DIDDLE at checkout. D-I-D-D-L-E at adamandeve.com. So the first story we got here uh, came in from Chris from Cleveland. North Kansas City School District apologizes for taking away blind child's cane. It's terrible. It's like a... It's Doesn't like, sound good. I know, but that's like uh, confiscating his eyes. Does he have a know? little dog that helps him around, or is the cane the only thing he's got? That's, that's all he has. He doesn't even have a dog. If I, was a blind, yeah, if I was a blanket, I would want like some like scary-looking Doberman or something, or a Rottweiler. Would well, you? it's got to be smart enough to fucking lead you around and like understand traffic signals. I'm sure you could train a Rottweiler to do that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like not only would I have you know a dog to lead me through my daily activities. You have two dogs. How about two dogs? Two Rottweilers. <laughs> like five dogs. No, no, like one dog that's smart and can like understand traffic signals and uh, you know when cars are coming. Yeah, the other one. And the other dog is just like that dog's friend that uh, yeah can also bite people. I guess I'd rather just go get a hoe, just be a blind pimp. Oh, like a seeing eye hoe. A seeing eye hoe. That's what I need. That's what I'd want if I was a kid. There you go. What do you do when she's fucking some guy though? <laughs> just bump into <laughs> just walls. Chill out. Chill out in your car. <laughs> I, I don't think I'd be driving. Yeah. She'd probably have to do the driving. Well, it's your car that she drives you around in. Yeah, and sure. And you chill out in while she's blowing some guy. Making me money, you know? Yeah, you um, can't make money. You're blind. <laughs> yeah, what could I do? <laughs> Kansas City, Missouri. Two North Kansas City parents are outraged. Oh, outraged yes. here. They're angry. I mean, parents are shitty enough when it comes to their kids. But but imagine people with a blind kid, how fucking outraged they are about everything that happens to the kid ever. These these parents are outraged after they say their blind son's cane was taken away from him at school by a bus driver. I love when parents are outraged. Do you think those canes are expensive? Is it like a special cane you have to buy and it like costs a lot you know, more than just a regular old cane? I imagine those canes probably don't cost all that much. However, the school gave the kid this cane. So it's a school cane. I'll get to that in a second. But don't you think, okay, reading this. So these parents are outright out. These parents are outraged because they say their blind son's cane was taken away from at school by a bus driver. Why do you suppose the cane was taken away? Um... Yeah, there's always some reason. when These stories always sound outrageous, but then you never, because you don't hear the whole story. Yeah, I don't know. I, why. I'm sure their kid misbehaves because he's a, an officious little prick. Did he take the Lord's name in vain or something? No, he's probably hitting kids across the face of the cane. He's like nine years old. Right. Eight years old. That is the age where you sort of lash out. I mean, think about it, dude. If you're eight years old, wouldn't you whack a couple kids with a cane if you had one? 
Probably not if I was blind, but maybe this guy's like one of those crazy blind motherfuckers. Well, that's it. But even like it's, Daredevil. But it's even more convenient men. when you're blind. Because when you're blind, you're like, whoops, I'm sorry. I thought I was going that direction. Whap. Oh, I mean, you know, Use right. that as an excuse. The excuse. I thought you were going to say, uh, you know, the defense of you couldn't, you can't hit me. I'm blind. Well, and that, that, I think that goes uh, hand in hand. I don't think that works. I think it works if you're dealing with adults. But other eight-year-olds don't give a fuck. No, <laughs> like, I mean they'll fucking punch you in the face if you're blind. I don't give a I don't give a shit either. I'd punch it. I'd punch a blind guy in the face if he was being an asshole. Now at forty years old. Yeah, I would. Probably would inadvisable. No. All right. If a blind guy, let's say you're at a bar, a blind guy walks up and totally grabs your girlfriend's ass, and she's like, "Ah, what are you doing?" Then he does it again. What do you do then, sir? Please don't do that. <laughs> So what, you're just going to reprimand him? Oh, yeah. And then he does it a third time because he's wasted. Uh, Yeah, I guess then you got to You're going to knock this blind ass out. Well, I probably won't do that, but I might sp- accidentally spill my drink in his face. Yeah, I would probably do that. And then I would I would probably accidentally bump into him or something. They'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. You know? Yeah. I just don't think like fucking cold cocking, I mean, literally blindsiding, <laughs> sucker punching a blind dude right in the face is uh, ever going to turn out well. Right, what if he punched you in the face? Well, then that's self-defense. All right. So you just wait for him to take the first swing. You know what? <laughs> maybe I would just, yeah, maybe I would get really close to him and start yelling about how, you know, you fucking blindy motherfucker or you blind idiot, you blind fucking asshole, ugly blind motherfucker, you know. I'm not, you know, obviously, I'm not going to bait a handicapped person or, well, or I might do that. person here. I might do that. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to provoke them, but I'm just saying if a, if an, an asshole is an asshole, if you're an right. asshole handicapped person, you're being a dick and you're assaulting me, assaulting my girlfriend or whatever it is. Sure. I, I have no qualms about knocking you out. You have to give them the BOD at first though. Like What's the first the grab, the benefit of the doubt. Oh, well, no, for sure. I, I think you get the first, <laughs> the first swing ass grab. You have to be like, oh, uh, that was, yeah, uh, yeah. maybe that was a mistake, even though it probably wasn't. What if he's taking his cane and just kind of lifting up her skirt or something? <laughs> what if he's not even really blind? <laughs> <laughs> I just wear these glasses and this cane for sympathy. But that's what I wonder sometimes. Like, There's a guy. So the other day I used the handicap stall at work. You know, occasionally I use that stall because it's a better place to go. The It's a better stall. Oh, everybody it's roomier, knows that. It's spacious. It's not next to all the other shitters, so it doesn't smell as bad. Mm-hmm. So, you know, occasionally I go in the handicap stall. If no one else is in there and it's like, okay, it's open, sure, I'll go in there. So the other day I was taking a leak. I wasn't even taking a shit. I was taking a leak. Wait a minute. There's lots of stuff wrong with this. Why are you taking a leak in the stall? Because uh, someone is at the urinal. The urinal? Yeah, someone's at the urinal. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go in the stall. At least I can sit in there. It's roomy, spacious. I don't have to worry about like my CEO coming next to me and taking a piss and talking to me. <laughs> just do my business and get out of here. Yeah, so anyway, I, I did that. All these I go in there. I open up the door to leave. And there's this handicapped guy at my, at my office. He's, I don't know what's wrong with him. I See, think if you know there's a handicapped guy, you can't use that stall. Yes, you can. No, you can't. He wasn't in the bathroom when I went. If he was in the bathroom, I'd be like, I'd assume, okay, this guy, you know, uh, Stampy over here with his with his crutches is probably going to go in there. No, it's like a parking. It's like you can't park in a handicapped parking spot just because you don't see anybody other handicapped guy driving around the lot. We will get a ticket. Yeah, but that's just because 
there's no license to shit, but that's still the rule. So is this guy this so this stall this guy can use anytime he wants. No one it's else can go in there. This personal stall. Well, another handicapped person. But he's the only handicapped guy there. Now I wonder if here's the here's the thought experiment. What if there's a guy who's handicapper than him? And that's more handicapped than him? Like total quad. What how what what type of work would he be doing at my office? Uh consulting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the dude's standing there outside the stall and just gave me this full-on mean mug. Just this look of complete disapproval. Just looking at me like, you're an asshole. Yeah. Well, he's probably and, pinching his loaf. Well, I looked at him and I was just like, sorry. And then I thought, you know what? Fuck you, you dick. And now when I see him in the hallway, every time he's like his eyes narrow and he just gives me this mean mug. Yeah, because you're like the handicapped stall poacher. Well, I'm going to keep using that stall. You know, that, you that's going to set up camp in there. That's what I'm saying. A lot of handicapped guys have attitude and it's unwarranted. So this kid here, <laughs> he's got a lot of attitude. He's probably never been laid, but he's got an attitude. This kid's probably a little bully using his disability to his advantage. Yeah. This kid. So, um, the, okay. School district spokeswoman, Michelle Kronk, uh, she said that they took the cane away after he reportedly hit someone with it. And wanted to prevent him from hurting himself or others. Himself. <laughs> I like how they add that just to like cover their own ass a little bit. <laughs> He's not going to hurt himself with a cane. I'm sure that wasn't the only kid he smacked. Um, his family said it was a very, it was a way to humiliate him for misbehaving. Hey, listen, parents, your kid assaulted someone. If they wanted to humiliate him, they would put him in a straitjacket, like with a mouth guard, like Hannibal Lecter, roll him around in the cart. You know, that's humiliating. Taking his cane away and giving him a, a swimming pool noodle. That's just, that's just protecting others. This kid's a menace. The noodle probably works. Yeah. What do you I think? Mean, works fine. You can feel thing. what he's poking into with that. It's, just a, it's a non-lethal or whatever. I think the parents are trying to uh, get some sympathy to put a lawsuit together here. They want to oh, hand yeah, out. for sure. For uh, they, sure. They say their kid's like any other eight-year-old, except he's born without eyes. That's what it says, really? Yeah. Because I was going to ask you if, uh, <laughs> does it? Yeah, he said, they say Dakota's like any other eight-year-old, only he was born without eyes, which in the... Because uh, I was going to ask if this was, because a lot of blind people are like, can kind of see, you know? Th this kid has empty eye sockets. <laughs> He's just full on, just mono skin across the eye socket. Something uh, in like the something out of fucking Jacob's Ladder. In the medical world, it's known as bilateral anophthalmia. Jesus. How many yeah. drugs did his parents do? <laughs> a lot of LSD. If I was this kid, I would be uh, doing tricks with that. I mean, you could probably put a red vine right through your mouth and just pull it right out your eye socket. Oh, so he do does that. have the sockets. Just, they're just gaping holes. Just born. There's no eyes. There's nothing in there. Hmm. Um, still, young Dakota I would put your googly eyes in there like uh, <laughs> just, just a cookie monster. <laughs> I would do the ones with springs. Though. Oh, the springy ones? Yeah. yeah. Well, you could switch them out. That's the beauty. Yeah, you could put anything you want in there. Um, you could put a you could put a lighter in your mouth and make yourself a jack-o'-lantern. It's <laughs> painful. Uh, they say, uh, or Dakota here, young Dakota, loves to sing, fish, and swim. Despite the extra work those activities require from someone who has no eyes. Um, yeah, I imagine fishing must be kind of difficult. Why? You can feel it. I, guess, I suppose, but imagine how easy it would be to prank the kid. Just pull on the thing. 
<laughs> if you're the guy who's pranking a blind kid fishing, <laughs> you're going straight problems. to hell. Well, I think you have one. bigger issues of your own. <laughs> what are you going to do today? <laughs> oh, I'm just going to go down to this swimming hole. I know where this blind kid fishes and tug on the line. You know that swimming hole with all the blind kids fish? I'm just going to tug on their lines, make them think they caught something. Nice. Um, the like kid said day. it's a lot harder to maneuver around with a swimming pool noodle. Um, he said he's not do- it's not doing much good. And the parents say, why would you take this away? Why would you take the one thing that he's supposed to use all the time? Those are his, that's his eyes. That's his eyes, says his mother. <laughs> that pole, that little inanimate white stick is his eyes. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, the kid uh, was written up for misbehaving on the bus, but the mother doesn't understand why his punishment has to be so severe. He's gone through so much in his life already. And now look at it. Now look at him. She just doesn't like someone else putting her son in this position. Your son sucks, lady. And you're too biased to realize this. You know, I'm sorry your kid was born without any eyes. You probably should have cut back on some of the LSD and vodka. But I mean, the fact of the matter is your kid is smacking other kids with a cane. So he gets a swimming pool noodle till he stops doing that. How can he I, stop doing it if he has a swimming pool noodle? noodle. Well, I guess he's probably smacking them with the noodle. We could, but I mean, that's not going to hurt anybody. You know? <laughs> what are you supposed to do? Like, okay, he's blind. He's allowed to smack everybody. I'd put him in a little blind hamster ball. <laughs> now, that's humiliating. Ball. That's humiliating. Um, the dad said that his son simply lifts his cane sometimes, and the bus driver just thought he was using it violently. He's a good little guy. <laughs> Yeah, really? Whack someone across the face? A little blind bully, this kid. Mm-hmm. Um, after Dakota's story aired on the news, a viewer immediately called and expressed an interest in buying Dakota's very own cane. In the hours following and on the internet, hundreds more expressed an interest in helping out the poor kid. So, um, But now, the issue isn't that he can't afford a cane. It's the school took it away from him. So I don't, why, why do these morons think that if they buy him a new cane, it's going to be any different? I don't know. Maybe it's going to be a gold People don't cane. Read, the, read the fucking content of the article is the problem. But now, but now it's like this outpouring of support from the internet. So the school has um, rescinded the punishment. They're yeah. backpedaling now, apologizing to the family and working to, together to rectify the situation. So this past Wednesday, uh, they, the school officials made a surprise visit to their home and returned the cane that was taken away from them. So Christmas came early here. It's like a candy young Dakota. Cane. Yeah. Bring Do you think this right kid around. should be rewarded for this uh, behavior? Positive Pro- reinforcement? Probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's blind as fuck. Give him a spongy <laughs> just cane. Whatever. I mean, he couldn't does. they get something between a pool noodle and a cane and a hard ass cane? I mean, what, what's going to happen? You what's going to happen? Have, next? A, have a normal cane, but wrap it in some kind of a uh, foam covering. If you were That's this kid solution. and you got your cane back, wouldn't you be like, oh, this is going to be so great. Next time I get on that bus, I'd cane the bus driver. <laughs> I'd, be, <laughs> I'd be asking Santa for a sword cane. I'd be like, hey, snitches get stitches. Bam. Right. And then the me bus to crashes and then you become quadriplegic <laughs> and blind. Yeah. And then you try to use the handicap stall at D. Simon's work. <laughs> and he's in there. <laughs> The other less handicapped guys in there. (laughs) What do you have here for the second story? Uh, 
Um, uh, my story uh, is about a reindeer. Ooh, no, that's... actually, it's just a normal deer. Oh, we let's just say it's a reindeer. Let's just it's lie and say it's a reindeer. It's in Mississippi though, where Seasonal. they probably don't even. They don't think they have reindeer. But a deer is close enough to a reindeer for my purposes. I mean, really, what's the difference? Like the they have horns or lighter horns or something. Some rain, I guess. One hangs out in the rain, and the other one. Uh, well, I thought they like the snow. Well, <laughs> snow I... and rain. But re- regular deer don't like any of that shit. All, precip- all precipitation is fucking right out for a normal deer. Do you ever go when you're a kid in Michigan to uh, that deer? What was it called? Deer Acres. Deer. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Talking about. <laughs> no, there was like a. It was like this little park that had like deer, and you could feed the deer. They also had other assorted uh, barnyard animals. No, I actually kind of lived near the forest where there just were deer. We didn't make a special trip. Well, it's just Deer Acres was like, I think they also had like, uh, I, I went there. The reason I know is I, I'm thinking about this place. I went there as an adult. Well, not an adult. I was like 18 or something or 19. That's an adult. We got stoned. We're driving by it on the highway. And I was like, let's go there. This will be funny. We went there and it sucked. And I was, was going to say, it probably for wasn't kids. funny at all. But it was hilarious. Deer are extremely boring. They're just like a big rat. Yeah, but it's hilarious watching these toddlers get thrown in the deer pen and then, you know, they have a handful of feed and the deers just come over and just like bowl them over and stomp on them trying to get the food. So it's basically just a petting zoo is what you're talking about. It's a petting zoo where the toddlers get attacked by these animals. But that happens in every petting zoo. I know. It's, it's entertaining, especially when you're high. I guess that is kind of entertaining. I digress. Anyway, I would uh, stop off to watch that. Yeah, no, it was, you know, I, I, for some reason in my mind, I thought it was just... Some, it was going to be something like an amusement park or something, and there'd be roller coasters and deer. But it wasn't. It was just basically just a big petting zoo with a bunch of deer. Not right. even, like, healthy-looking deer. Oh, no, they're gross. Yeah, they were all mange-ridden and just, yeah, diseased. But anyway, they still uh, stomped on a lot of children, so it was fun to watch. But anyway, stomped. those weren't that's reindeer. The, folks, that's a D. Simon patented exaggeration. <laughs> well, no, they would... Stomped. Well, they didn't stomp them, but what they would do is... Oh, they, they didn't. The kid would hold like the corn or whatever it is right. they're feeding yeah. him, and the deer would run over and just bowl them over. They swarm, swarm them. them. Yeah, I mean, by like That's goats, better, deer, yeah. and sheep. Um, but, but anyway, they were trying to pass it off like, these are reindeer, cute reindeer. And you're just like, those aren't reindeer. Reindeer have uh, bigger, furrier antlers and looks more like a moose. And they're from Finland. I don't know. <laughs> are they? Yeah. From the North Pole. You know, I'm Jewish. I'm not even supposed to know this. <laughs> I thought they were from the North Pole. Yeah. Is that close enough to Finland? Shattering the illusion. But yeah, that is close to North Pole, though. All right. Well, this deer, this was a river deer. Hmm. <laughs> uh, a state wildlife and fisheries agent in Mississippi on last Thursday uh, was called out to a, uh, I guess it's like a marina on the river. <laughs> and uh, somebody called him out there. And... Uh, he found a boat near a levee. This is like such a Mississippi story. Fucking levee. I don't even know what that is. And in the boat uh, was a wet deer carcass lying in the boat. And the agent saw no bullet wounds in the deer's body. Hmm. <laughs> Which I guess it's deer season now. A winter time. Is it some Mississippi badass that just dove in the water and wrestled the deer? Yeah, maybe we'll try to rescue it and give it mouth to mouth. Uh, no, probably not, though. The agent later found the owner of the boat, who is identified as David E. Hayes, who's 40, of Natchez, Mississippi, and questioned him about the deer in his boat. But actually, he knew what questions to ask, because 
the guy who called in the fisheries and wildlife guy, uh, some random witness, said he saw a man pull his boat up to a deer swimming in the Mississippi River. The old Mississippi. So the deer's Mighty just swimming Miss- around. Do they do that? They just swim for pleasure? I guess this one does in the fucking freezing cold. So it's frolicking in this freezing cold Mississippi River. Maybe it's us some children out there with like feed. <laughs> and it's food. stomping Petting on them food. in the water. Yeah. Just paddling over and trying to drown the child. Mer- for some children. reason, I don't know, the fish went out, or sorry, the deer went out there. Maybe it saw a blind kid's uh, fishing line and it wanted to tug on it. <laughs> Deer can be so cruel sometimes. But for some reason, I don't think that's really the issue. I mean, for some reason, the deer was in the river. I don't think we need to cast aspersions on whatever the deer was doing out there. Let's just say it was frolicking. Uh, or swimming for its life, trying to escape some type of predator that was on the other side of the river. I mean, this is turning into a chicken crossing the road type yeah, of joke. it's completely irrelevant. But who we can cast aspersions on is this guy, because the witness saw him boat out to the deer that was in the water swimming wrap a rope around the deer's antlers and drown it <laughs> wow who does that i i i i'm assuming a 40 uh, year old mississippi badass because i don't know anyone that would why do is that. it badass <laughs> because drowning dude, a deer in the in the cold ass mississippi river it's just weird i mean i well i think it's okay i'd say psychotic holding psychotically its badass but i mean could you do that yeah, I could do it. I wouldn't have any inclination to do it. I don't do think it. I could do that. I don't think... Oh, I could do it. I don't think it's... You in, I don't do have it. the metal to do that. I don't what think... It, it, what if it was a tofurkey? Or a carrot? I'd drown the fuck out of a tofurkey. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I just wouldn't... What if it was a can of tuna? That wouldn't occur to me. Just to holding even, the tuna can under the water while it's shaking around. That wouldn't occur to me just to be like, oh, there's a deer in the water. So that just I agree boat with. out to it. Yeah, so it wouldn't occur to me at all. It. Yeah, no, I mean, this guy, yeah, he's, this guy's insane. So I take issue with you calling him a badass. A psychopath? Okay, I'm going to say psychopath. I'm going to rescind go. that comment. Psychopath. This guy right. is a Mississippi That's a psycho- psychopath. psychotic thing to do. Yet he did it. And somebody saw him, which is the crazy thing. Like, if you're crazy psycho and you're going to do that, maybe for out in, like, in some sort of backwoods river creek where nobody's around, and you're like, oh, I've always wanted to drown a large animal. And you see a deer swimming through a fucking freezing creek back in the backwoods. And then you do it. But this is the Mississippi River. It's huge. And there's tons of people around. And he's near a levee where, like, other people have their boats parked. He sounds like an opportunist to me. Well, you don't get a lot of opportunities to drown deer. That's Well, it's also difficult hunting deer. Don't a lot of people hunt deer and they just never end up killing one because they didn't find one? That's I don't think it's that difficult, to be honest with you. <laughs> Yeah, but I've I've heard stories like oh, I didn't get one this year. I saw a doe. I think most of those stories are uh, the translation is oh I got went out and got super fucked up and was like you know just got loud with all my friends and we never actually really tried very hard. Do you think this guy was just hanging out on the on the banks of the Mississippi with his buddies? I think he was deer? drunk as fuck. You think he was wasted? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um. The, the wildlife and fisheries representatives say they suspect that Hayes was not deer hunting, but they're not sure why he was in the river wasted. Because <laughs> it's not even like ice fishing, right? I mean, there's no ice on the Mississippi River in Mississippi in the winter. I don't get it. So how did he drown the deer? He just put the rope around its antlers and jumped in the water and pulled it down? I think maybe he just reached his arm over and pulled its head under the water with the rope. 
it's it not just, like a deer it's not like a deer is such a great swimming animal you know it's not like it's a i don't know a fucking a shark <laughs> i was gonna say a sea cow <laughs> that actually is like you know has facility with water maneuvers I think once you get some rope around its head, and if you can just pull its head down like six inches, it's done for. Yeah, so this guy was, uh, I think this guy's an opportunist. I think he's like, you know what? This is some easy prey. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually impressed that he got it into his boat, because that doesn't mean maybe he was going to eat the thing, you know, like the Native Americans would use all the parts. Rather than just a full psychopath would just be like, oh, I always wanted to drown a deer, and then we just left it there. I don't think he's killing for pleasure. I think he's. I think it's a bit of both. Because <laughs> I'm. Come on. Well, this doesn't say anything about the the guy lived next to it in a trailer next to the water. No, there's no more backstory. All right. He's. Uh, listen to the charges. They're pretty funny. Uh, not possessing a non-resident basic hunting and big game hunting license. Because I guess maybe he's. It said he was a resident of the state. Maybe you have to be a resident of the county or something. He's failed to comply with deer tagging requirements. I have no idea what that means. Hunting from a moving vessel is illegal, apparently. And You're not allowed to do drive-bys? No. Well, hmm. I think vessel implies a waterborne conveyance. There's probably a di- there's probably a different law about hunting from a car. Yeah, I was about to say, if you're driving a car and you see some deer on the side of the road, can you just le- you know, lean out and just blow them away? Uh, no, you can't. Do, I bet you can't do that. You also, you're not allowed to hunt a deer from a vessel while the deer is swimming. That's a specific charge. Wow. I used to know people. All the crazy wheelers that I knew growing up were my friends' stepdads or moms' boyfriends, and uh, a couple of my friends' moms' boyfriends. Uh, they had like big, just metal grates that they mounted to the front of their shitty trucks. And at night, they would go out with a big spotlight and find deer in a field, and then they would just run them down, which wow. was also very illegal. But I thought you're allowed to uh, you keep the meat if you hit the deer with your car. The, accidentally. So not, <laughs> not intentionally. With a, not with a giant spotlight, like cop-style spotlight and a big metal grate on the front of your car, and you're driving around in the middle of a field at top speed. Wow. And they would just yeah. drive off-road. God, I wonder what they call that. Uh... Just there wheeler, must be a hillbilly name it's for wheelering that. in general. I mean, if you think behavior. about it, drowning the animal almost sounds more humane than bow hunting. No, bow hunting is, uh, I think, is the most humane. What if you miss? I mean, what are the chances of, of killing the thing with one arrow? You're not Legolas. <laughs> Maybe I am. <laughs> I guess you're right there. I would say you drown it, it's going to die. It's going to suck for about, what, a minute? The other thing that... uh is legal but is very suspicious is uh people put out these giant bait piles <laughs> so you trick the deer into being like oh sweet a ton of food and it's the winter time i should probably go eat it so i don't die and then some dude shoots you in the head while you're fucking uh you know chowing down on some sugar beets you know chuck my roommate in college uh his his dad owned a cabin or owns a cabin like but way up north in michigan i remember a going up there cabin well, possibly. Um, I remember going up there one for a weekend one time, just and hanging on the cabin, drinking beer, and we're walking around. It was off season. We were walking around, and he was showing me like, "Oh yeah, this is where we hunt." And I'm like, "It's just a big pile of you could tell like feed. It's like carrots and a bunch yeah. of other stuff on the ground." Right. And I was like, 
and then a blind and, and like a hunting blind up in the tree. I'm right, like, where well, they can't see you. I was like, like, so what? Inside a box. I'm like, you go sit in the box and put a bunch of food on the ground and then you wait for just the hapless creature to come upon all this food and be like, sweet, I'm starving because it's winter. We yeah. eat a little bit of food. And then your drunken ass just stands up and blows his head off. He, he's like, yeah, that's pretty much how it's done. Yeah. I think they try and shoot him in the heart, but. <laughs> Where's the sport in that? <laughs> There's not. I mean, I, yeah, it's better than going to the Safeway and buying a steak. It's more yeah, but sporting than that. You're deceiving the animal. Like, I think the worst, even worse than the food pile, is spraying the scent of a female deer in heat. You know what how they the, do that? Yeah. What about the fake? Uh, what about the fake noise? You can put that noise maker in your mouth. Well, the fake so, noise though—that's almost the deer's stupidity if you can't tell the difference between that. But that's, it's. <laughs> The smell, they're like, they actually take like the glands from the pheromones or whatever from the doe, put them on a tree or on the ground. The doe, the buck comes over like, sweet, dude, I'm about to fuck the shit out of this doe. Right. Walks up to it and the next thing you know, just bullet in the face. It's or like heart. that movie Under the Skin. Uh, is that the one with Scarlett Johansson? <laughs> yeah, where all these Scottish guys are like, oh, sweet, I'm going to get laid from this super hot chick that is completely unachievable in my life. And then she like sucks their guts out. Oh, yeah, because she's an alien, right? Yeah. It's the same thing for the deer. Yeah, poor Scotsman. I <laughs> know it's poor exactly deer. the same thing. Poor deer. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, ever, I, I guess, I mean, like I said, uh, there's different ways of hunting, and I, I was just never interested in it. I find it boring. But uh, I guess, you know, killing your own food and eating it is a life skill that's useful. I find Especially it disturbing. Especially if there's a zombie apocalypse. I mean, I'm sure it's useful. I'd probably die in the zombie apocalypse. But I'm just saying I find it inc- incredibly disturbing that you can go out to a creature swimming around the water and drown it. Well, what about a fish? You find that disturbing? Fish have no feelings. Because <laughs> that's pretty much the epitome. I mean, imagine that. Somebody's like, hey, D. Simon, here's a uh, here's some peas and carrots in a bowl ready to eat. And it's lunchtime and you're at work. And then you go to take a big bite of it. You're like, oh, that looks delicious. It's what I love to eat. And you take a big bite of it. And then there's a big spike through your head. And they, like, drag you out the top of your office. That's what fish go through. Well, yeah, but the fish fish don't know any dip, any better. <laughs> they are really dumb. Yeah. I mean, it's like they, a giant insect, really. Yeah. I mean, think how small their brains are. But anyway, I mean, I, I just say, I'm just saying in light of other ways to kill deer, drowning doesn't seem that bad. Not to mention, but I mean, but that being said, this guy is a, is a complete psychopath and you should probably not let him near any elementary schools. Hopefully he doesn't This is how you drown buses. a deer, children. <laughs> this, is my, this is my people's method of hunting. How, yeah, how dare you? How dare you cast aspersions? Rambo over here. Well, maybe it's from like some uh, obscure tribe of Native Americans. Yeah. White trash people named Wheeler. So did he uh, end up getting arrested for this? Uh, I, he faces a fine of up to $1,900 a year in prison. He won't get a year in prison. They always say that shit, right? Uh, but he must pay civil restitution of $2,033 for replacement of the deer. I guess the state of Mississippi just goes to Petco and like gets a new deer and like puts it out in the wild. <laughs> yeah, Makes I was about no to sense. say, where do they buy the new deer? Right. Uh, Maybe from uh, the next state over. Like, hey, can we get one of your spare deer? I'm some su- guy. Some guy drowned one of ours. Like, yeah, yeah, he's a total asshole. I'm surprised Santa didn't get revenge. Oh well, Christmas hasn't come yet. 
Yeah, but don't you think he's going to be down one deer? And now, like, right. some kids in, I don't know, Alabama, is that near Mississippi, aren't going to yep. get their Christmas gifts because he can't fly his sleigh that far? Right, it's like when the when you're in a jet plane and it loses one engine, and they're like, well, fine, we're, we're just going to land in uh, Albuquerque. Yeah, so you can, you can blame this guy for that. Well, I'd sleep with one eye open on Christmas night if I were this guy, because... You know, Santa can just come down your chill- chimney like a fucking common home invader. <laughs> <laughs> and I bet you Santa could do some horrible stuff. You know? Oh, and, yeah. And he's teamed up with Krampus. This guy is screwed. He's, he's a couple not of good. fucking weird little elves, speaking of Legolas. <laughs> Maybe that leprechaun guy shows up just because like, they're buddies because they're like holiday mascots. Something, Claus. <laughs> 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 He'll get something. <laughs> something Claus would forgive this guy. Yeah, something Claus would give him something. Yeah. <laughs> People, send your story to stickaroundpodcast.com. we got some phone calls to get to, 206-666-3846. Uh, before we get to that, here's a word from our sponsor. got a few phone calls here to get to um i wonder if any of these are christmas related phone calls probably not maybe they're hanukkah related phone calls that would be that would right, be we'll get all the christmas ones uh the week after christmas when it's completely useless to play them <laughs> um the this first one actually is uh someone calling in about uh about your marriage actually hey i'll try to keep this short i got a lot to say so uh Kitty called in and said that I fucking congratulated Wackerly on being married or whatever. Bull fucking shit. I mean, it's not it's not terrible being married. It's not great. Like, your life does not significantly change. It's not like when you're just dating this chick, you're out fucking other chicks and, you know, living this glorious bachelor life of a 40-year-old man. And, you know, people say marriage takes a lot of work, but those people are fucking retarded. Like, what kind of fucking work do you have to do? Like, unless you're married to a total fucking <laughs> needy bitch or, you know, you're just a compulsive fucking asshole. Anyway. Is this Dr. Phil? <laughs> I mean, he's giving us some good advice here. No, I tend to agree. This is what I was trying to say. Like, it doesn't seem that different. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's much of a disruption to your Like that, yeah, that whole, routine. like... <laughs> what was the thing I was thinking? Of? Uh, some people are always like... We're still boyfriend and girlfriend. It's like, no, you're not. You're fucking married. Because, you know, people, they're trying to imply that there's like still a lot of passion there. Which, it's just, people say the stupidest yeah, but shit. If you're boyfriend, girlfriend for longer than a year, the passion starts to, to wane. It's just, know? it's the same when you're married yeah. as when you're dating. The, the uh, only difference in, with uh, marriage is it's, well, there's benefits, but there's also like, it's just diff- more difficult to break up. Uh, that's that's the main thing. But well, you know it is tax season. <laughs> but doesn't he say here? Uh, well, what he's saying here is, I think there's credence in this. That what do you have to work hard for? What what do you have to work hard for? Why is a marriage? Why do they say marriage is hard work? 
Because when you get into a fight, you have to fucking work it out. Because so, you'd have to hire a lawyer to resolve it otherwise. Well, no, you just have to live with this person that you're like fucking, you know, ragging on the whole time. And I use that in the unisex manner of ragging. Yeah, but Al Bundy lived with Peg Bundy and they, they get along just fine. <laughs> they Perfect had marriage. They had children. Yeah, that's, I guess I could see that. That's probably why it's hard work because you have kids. You know, you have to raise kids. You got to live with your wife. You I'm surprised Doc and romance Kitty don't Actually. Well, how old are they? Uh, I have no idea. I think they're younger. They still I think it's on the way. Yeah. He's going to knock her up sooner or later. Right. Uh, oh, and then this guy called in and said that, uh, oh, Joe Kelly should be Wackerly's replacement. Well, Joe Kelly fucking sucks dick. <laughs> There's only one replacement for Wackerly, and his name is Michael Martin. Goodbye. <laughs> Doc is on the lobbying for Mike Martin fan club. Well, could you imagine, just, just stop for one second, and could you imagine doing a show once a week, three hours of your time with Mike Martin? Well, I don't have to ma- imagine it, because the point is that Mike Martin's my replacement. Yeah, but I'm just saying, let's say you decided... You have like, to do it. Yeah, but look, could you imagine being in my shoes and having to deal with it? No. That? I mean, three for hours. many other reasons, I don't want to imagine being in your shoes. Yet, <laughs> but, uh, like catching an infection. But I'm just saying, for three hours... Well, I mean, Mike it could Martin, be much worse than having to talk to me. Oh, it's, it's much worse. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I would rather put on a deer suit and swim around in the Mississippi River. Just waiting for winter, some wheeler to come fucking drown to drown me. Like, this is better than talking to Mike Martin for three hours every week. <laughs> Not even steal. Are we going to have Mike on the show? It just never happened? Or we asked him and he didn't have time or something? I don't think we've asked him. <laughs> we've had him on before. We, ha- we have steel on. Well, um, Steele's always on week, for the holiday have, show, yeah, but I think Martin week. is uh, sometimes, you know, he feels left out. I'm sure we could get Martin on for the holiday show, too. Yeah, are we going to? We could. Do you, do you want Martin on for the holiday show? I didn't even think <laughs> sure. about it. The more the merrier. It's just the problem is four people talking is too much, so I might as well just check out. Uh, you know what we could do? We could call... Let, let, let's do this, all right? Call for, separately. For Doc over here. Let's, let's make Doc's Christmas wishes come true. I'll be Hanukkah Harry for a second. We will give Martin a call. We'll try to give Martin a call. Maybe we'll do an unannounced call. Yeah, try to interrupt his Christmas. He's not there. Too bad. Yeah, and we'll and we'll check in for some Christmas cheer with Mike Martin. We'll do that in the holiday show. There you nice. go. All right, here's another call. Oh, actually, now this one is from somebody you probably haven't thought of in a long time. But once you held dear the baby Jesus. Let's see. This is a global telling call from the Avenal State Women's Correctional Facility from Lance Wackley's ex-girlfriend. Now listen, goddammit, I'm out in 93 fucking days. I'm coming home with some grapefruit technique I've been learning at the community outreach center. Have you I'm seen the grapefruit technique? With yeah. that blue strap on you love so much. <laughs> the grapefruit technique video is one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. You know what? I'm going to play that as the intro to the show. Okay. Because, uh, I mean, it's kind of a long clip. I'll, I'll, I'll truncate it. I'll edit it down. But it... Just get to the part with the grapefruit. <laughs> That's my advice. <laughs> uh, the grapefruit technique essentially is uh, this woman's like showing how to suck a dick, but with a grapefruit as like a cock ring. It's like a grapefruit cock ring. I don't really understand it. But I, I don't either. She seems and, to be very uh, 
she's adamant, adamant that, that's that, great. Yeah, that guys are really into it. You know, personally, I don't think my dick's big enough to to have that go around it. I don't. I don't think it would work. I think I'd probably be more of a tangerine type of guy. <laughs> Pomelo. <laughs> I guess those are bigger. <laughs> I'm thinking of something else. A kumquat. Yeah, a kumquat. Even the name sounds good. Uh, she's talking about some kind of strap on him. So it sounds like uh, this is your ex girlfriend here, right. who hasn't called into the show for a while. She's getting out of uh, the uh, the pokey. I don't know why she's right. in the pokey. Uh, apparently, she learned the grapefruit technique there, which there's is actually weird. no women at that prison, by the way. At the Avenal State Prison, <laughs> where is that's this? That's another insult. <laughs> I'm actually kind of impressed. Did they get an actual recording? Yeah, huh? It's impressive. Anyway, let's see what happens here. I know you love getting paid, but I know you're a new bitch. I ain't bringing it. Tell her I'm coming home and she should pack her shit up, motherfucker. Well, there you go, Wacker. Now that sounds like a threat you should listen to. What am I going to do? I'm just going to have to let them have it out. <laughs> you have to have your bitches fight in the just front like yard. Just like a piece of meat. Mm-hmm. You know what you should do? You should do this totally uh, Snoop Dogg style. Just have them fight in the front row. Just get some 40s, shake them up, and spray them down to make it hmm. stop. It's kind of like all... Formula One racing. Kind of. I've or always wanted 40. to do that. I don't know when I would ever get a chance to do that. Have you no. seen this done somewhere? I mean, I don't even know yeah, where you came the up with The video this. for uh, Gin and Juice. You ever see that? Yeah. No. In, no. in the video for Gin and Juice, Snoop is at a party. These two bitches, like two hoes, probably two of his hoes are getting in a fight over I remember him. a lot of the hoes, yeah. That happens. And then he's like, all right, you know what? To calm them down, I'm going to get a couple 40s, shake them up, and I'm going to spray them down and uh, stop this fight. Did they stop? Yeah, sure. And then everyone oh, just It seems like, like they just down. get angry. No, he, he stopped the fight. and He, uh, he caused hmm. them to like... It's like a peacemaker. How else do you stop a ghetto fight like that? I don't know. I just well, don't think that method probably works either. I think you have 93 days to figure it out. It's <laughs> a long time. It's like three months. Oh, the grapefruit technique, though. That, um, that's impressive. It's tempting. Yeah. Any girl that knows the grapefruit technique, you should probably marry them. Make a good wife. All right. So, Wackerly, you should be... Um, don't eat any this. grapefruit at her house, though. <laughs> yeah. I would. You want some grapefruit? <laughs> no. Maybe a fresh one, not that one that has a big hole in the center. Does that actually sound like your ex-girlfriend? Which Is ex-girlfriend? It, your, no, your ex-girlfriend. Is that voice? Which like one? His, I've had many. Your black ex-girlfriend, Oh, obviously. is that what that was about? I think that was what that's about. Oh, I get it now. It's mm-hmm. even funnier when you think of it that way. <laughs> Does that sound at all, like remotely like her voice? No. No? <laughs> or else I would have known who he's trying to talk about. Well, anyways, you got 93 days, so uh, be careful. You should probably get an alarm system or something. <laughs> I think she's going to make herself known when she gets here. So, yeah, sounds of it. Sounds like it. Uh, last story here is a uh, breakup story. Haven't had one of these in a while. Oh, hey, dear Lance. Sorry about that yawning. I'm kind of delivering pizzas right now. It's the delivery man again. And uh, I called and left you this exact delivery same, uh, message, but it was very long winded and shit. Anyway, I'm trying to cut it down here. You're asking for a breakup story, so I got one for you. I'm, four, I'm about 14 years old in middle school uh, in uh, Arlington, Texas. I'm dating a girl um, in uh, Crowley. This guy's Bobby from King of the Hill. <laughs> 14 years old, Arlington, Texas. Or no, that was Arlen, Texas, wasn't it? 
I don't remember. It sounds familiar. Bobby? Bobby? So I don't really Stop calling into the podcast. Of course, my mom has to drive <laughs> me out there and shit just so I can get laid. Uh, she doesn't know that, but, you know, whatever. You were so, not getting laid at 14. Anyway, uh... Did you know, so uh, as long as we're talking about Bobby, <laughs> that, Bobby? uh... Did you know that uh, Louis C.K.'s, uh, you know, girlfriend on the show, Louis, is the voice of Bobby? Really? If you think they, about her voice, then it all makes sense. I guess I could kind of see that if you think about it. Like, she's kind yeah. of got that um, throaty kind of voice. Yeah, like, like, same uh, actress. Does the like, voice of Bobby and fucks Louis C.K. <laughs> in the Louis show. <laughs> and his previous failure show also, she played his wife. Wow. Have you ever watched Bob's Burgers? Bob's Burgers? <laughs> Is it about a guy named Bob with Asperger's? No, have you ever watched Bob's Burgers? Yes, I have. Um, do you know all those voices are done by men? Except for like, I think there's one one female voice done by a woman. Uh, yeah. And I recognize uh, Zoidberg's voice in one of those guys too. It's a good show. Yeah. I think it's kind of picked up where The Simpsons left off. Yeah, well... It's no, like, season two through five Simpsons. No, it's no, like, mid-90s Simpsons, but yeah. it's a lot better than Family Guy. Yes, Family Guy sucks. Like, fucking crazy as shit. Um, but, hey, I'm getting laid, and I'm happy about it. You know, as happy as any a 14-year-old could possibly be. You're not getting laid. Anyway, uh, she uh, informs me one day, out of the blue, that she's been blowing her stepbrother. So, of course, at that point, well, this is over. Uh, so, um... Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm 14. That shit fucking sucks. Uh, and I'm pissed off. So what do I do? Uh, I decided Deliver to ruin her pizza. fucking life. I call her sister up and I say, hey, um, your sister's fucking or is blowing your stepbrother. Uh, so, you know, you should probably watch out for that. Her sister doesn't believe me, calls me, you know, an asshole and shit, whatever. So, okay, that is the end of it. It didn't work out, I thought. So fast forward to my junior year of uh, high school. And uh, this girl's best friend moved, uh, and I guess they had a bit of a falling out, and she begins to tell me that uh, after I basically broke up with her, she attempted to commit suicide because her sister caught her blowing her stepbrother. Uh, she was sent to a sanitarium or something, uh, you know. <laughs> and uh, you know, it, her life is basically in the shitter. Uh, she's pregnant now I just thinking that. by, I think, her stepfather. So, yeah. That shit's pretty awesome. It tasted delicious whenever she told me that. It was awesome. Um, anyway, How yeah. did it taste when you kissed uh, her? You want to know about the your stamp, uh, cock. I, would, I would ask you, have you seen the South Park episode where Stan has to get together a dance troupe? It's really simple. You take two steps to the left, two steps to the right, puff off your cigarette. That fucking easy. You dumb shit. Anyway, keep it sick. Keep it wrong. I have no idea what he's talking about over there no, with the South Park thing. But, uh... Yeah, seriously, you were like making out with a chick who is sucking her stepbrother's dick. But you were fourteen. That's the only kind of girl that's gonna bang you when you're fourteen is some girl who's pretty loose. So there's no she's, harm in that. Yeah, she's gotta be a slut. You know, that's a that's a weird situation to be in. Cause if you think about that, like your your parents get divorced, you live with your dad, your dad remarries, and then all of a sudden you have this stepsister who's about the same age as you. Yeah, you're you not probably related hate her guts. To. Yeah, but you're you're 15, 14, 15. You're beginning to become sexually aware. You got this girl that's like 15 or 16 living in your house. 
I mean, she probably hate her guts though, because like more more than wanting to bang her, like looking at her tits, you're like, you know, I'm trying to play fucking Super Mario, and she wants to watch My Little Pony or whatever. I guess she's girls 16 who are 16 don't watch. She's it. probably watching Saved by the Bell. Yeah, Saved by the Bell or fucking America's Got Dance Moves or whatever the fuck it is. But I'm just saying, let's say it's you know Saturday night. Your parents are gone. You guys are just hanging out, and she's like. Let's get some of dad's liquor. And you get really drunk. And she's like, have you ever been blown before? No. Would you say no? <laughs> I don't think she would ask. I, I, who knows? I mean, kid, no, kids have so, enough self-preservation to be like, if we do this and we have to live together and our parents are going to fucking kill us, uh, it's just not going to work. I think kids are impulsive. They're rash. They, they, don't, they don't think about the consequences of their actions. Uh, a lot of them do. Well, the rational, intelligent ones do, but I mean, okay. the, the white trash ones, like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't even part of this mess. Once he found out about it, he got out of it, so. Yeah, but I ma- I imagine he was probably, uh, you know, heading over to the trailer park, hooking I think up he with the town to bang slut. the sister. Yeah, I think, you know what he should have done? Just get in on the whole family action here. Went like a MMF threesome with the stepbrother. Who knows what's going Seems on in the trailer weird. park. He probably, I, you know, I bet you he probably bangs a lot of chicks when he delivers pizzas to the trailer park. Uh, the pornos I've seen are any indication. <laughs> are they still making those? The big that, sausage pizza? Big sausage pizza, yeah. Are they still I making that? I wouldn't know. If you're a pizza guy, like a pizza delivery guy, I wonder if that just heightens your passion. Like if you, you know, if you're jerking off the porn, you're surveying the uh, the porn tube sites you come across a big sausage pizza do you think you find it that much more arousing no <laughs> it's closer to home <laughs> it's closer to home yeah i don't know i would think no i think you're sick of looking at pizza so it just probably turns you off more than if anything. i saw like uh you know three porn stars all naked spinning dreidels around with yarmulkes on and the next thing you know they start making out and sticking dreidels in their assholes I would be more turned on by that probably than you would be. That might be true. <laughs> I don't know. I just usually like, uh, does a girl have nice tits? <laughs> Sweet. I'm turned on. I'm going to stop discussing my fantasies here. I got to move on. Uh, people, you can call the show. 206-606-3846. Um, you can also email us. Sickgirlpodcast.com. Uh, people, listen to the show on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, comment. We appreciate it. Boost exposure for the show. Um, I haven't been reading the comments lately, but I like to check it out every now and then. You know, because it makes me feel better. Have you ever done that? Where was the last time you went to to our iTunes page and just looked at the recent comments? Years ago. <laughs> you you should do it sometime. It's good. It's a wonder. It it, it boosts your self esteem. All right. Well, when I need a boost, maybe when I got a what well, got a case of the holiday blahs. <laughs> When you have the holiday blues, that's what I want. You know, leave us some messages, some Christmas messages. Just go to iTunes, do a search for Sick and Wrong. We appreciate it. Um, finally here, I think the Christmas gift of the year is a Sick and Wrong personalized print. And you only have a few days to order one of these. Probably, actually, yeah. You have a couple of days to order one of these. Just go to sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. We're selling our prints there. I will personalize them to you. Just let me know what you want me to write. Also, you can order a t-shirt as well. Sickgroundpodcast.com slash store. Get a quadro tee. Get a print. You will be the, uh, the, the most popular person at the, uh, the Christmas uh, family party. Is that what it's called? The party? Sure. It's a party. On the Christmas tree? Yeah. 
Christmas uh, celebration. You would be funny if you're doing a secret Santa in the office and you just go get one of the prints of me, me, me and Lance over here. And you, you give that to somebody. Like if it's $10, that's, that's the limit that you're supposed to spend. What would you think if you got a frame print of these two podcasters? Like, Who, me? Yeah, I mean, would you re-gift that? Or what would you think if someone gave that I think you asked the same question last week, so I'm going to direct listeners to go back to last week's show. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, if you did a secret Santa and someone gave you a picture of two podcasters. I don't know. What, I, what did I say last week? I don't know. You asked me the same exact question. Did I? <laughs> yes. Well, it's a good thought-provoking answer. I would uh, accept it uh, graciously, which I'm sure is something different than I said last week. <laughs> I'd say, oh, thanks, Bob, for the fucking thing I don't want and I'm going to immediately throw out on the way home. Have you? Uh, did you do a Secret Santa this year? No. We did one in my office. They did something like that, White Elephant, but I just left. You didn't even have to do it? No, I just left. I felt compelled. Like I felt like I'm not hanging around on a Friday uh, to quote unquote party with you people. I felt like if I didn't do it, then I would look like the odd man out. Like I was just one of those people. I was like, I'm too cool to do this. Peer pressure. Yeah. So everybody else in my my department was doing it. There's like eight eight of us, and so she's like, you know, you're not going to do it. Do you want to do it? And I was like, well, do I have to do it? And she's like, you don't have to. But you'll be the only person not doing it. I was like, all right, sure. It's one I'll of do these it. weird passive aggressive loops of if it's required or not. And it was a website. Like we had to sign into a website, and the website arbitrarily assigned you Jesus. your uh, secret Santa. It's like the future. Yeah, it was awful. Like web Santa. So you know what I got? I got a uh, a clock, a neon wall clock. Do I look like a type of guy that uses a neon wall clock? You don't look like you're above it. Well, I'm not. I'm, I'm not below it either. It's just not something I'd ever. I'd ever. You're want. right in there. It is. It is right in there for you. Yeah. I'm just saying it's not something I would up? want. No, I just left it on my desk. Oh, can I have it? Well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> regift. I'll I'll, uh, I'll regift it to you. I need to get your wedding gift. You're not anyway. getting. Any, you're not getting anything in return. I need to get your wedding gift anyway. So maybe no, I'll just regift really, my really secret don't. Santa. <laughs> maybe I'll regift my secret Santa gift. It was more just a display of power. I wanted to know if I could convince you to give it to me. I don't actually need it. I don't want it, so. uh... (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. You should give it to your girlfriend. Or your sister. That's a good idea. Or your brother. Is his birthday coming up? Yeah, his birthday's coming up this weekend. I should give it to my brother. He likes useless crap. Yeah. Because should I draw a dick on it? (laughs) Let's even get the neon re-bent into a cock and balls. Then he would like it. That'd be a good gift. Yeah. Anyway, people go to sickerongpodcast.com slash store and buy a shirt. Finally, Sickerong Song of the Week. This goes out to all the people celebrating Christmas this week. Uh, Gigi Allen's 12 Days of Christmas. I'm sure you can imagine how great this song is. Um, we're going to dedicate that to you. Uh, coming up next week is our holiday show. Uh, normally, we usually do the holiday show and we split into two parts, but this time we're going to have a holiday show spectacular next week with uh, John Steele. He's going to be our special guest. And maybe we'll even call Mike Martin. Perhaps. Maybe. So call in with your Yuletide, your Yuletide greetings, and we'll play your calls on the show. Um, yeah, we play almost every holiday-related call during the holiday show. Yeah, because we want to fill it up with as much mindless content as possible. Because I'm going to be blasted out on the nog. Is the yeah, part problem. of the thing is, is like we're so hopped up on the nog we're not, we can't even it's do really a regular hard to, show. Like, do stories and structure and all that stuff. 
I this is what I I assume we'll probably be talking about uh, Steele's masturbation, Steele's um, uh, Steele's uh, uh, impotence. We'll probably the dorm be talking room. about yeah the dorm room. I imagine we'll we'll get into that. Maybe Steele going to the strip club by himself. I love asking Steele about his uh, his family dinner. Where his family must assume that he's gay because he's once again comes there without a girlfriend, a <laughs> he's wife. He's just a single guy. Just a bachelor. He's a bachelor. Lifelong bachelor, that guy. Anyway, we're going to find out about that. We'll probably call Martin, too. But we like a lot of audience interactions. So give us a call. 206-666-3846. Share your holiday stories, especially holiday shit stories. Any is that gay questions or thought experiments, holiday thought experiments. That'd be good. Um, we'll appreciate that. We'll probably play it on the show. Anyway, Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Hope you have a uh, happy holiday. Happy Hanukkah. We'll be back next week with the Holiday Show Spectacular. Till then, take a sleazy. Good night. Merry Christmas. On the first day of Christmas, my true slut gave to me a virgin so very horny. On the second day, she gave me two peck of rubs. Virgin, so very horny. No, on the third day of Christmas, that old bitch, she brought home three French whores, two pecker rubs, and a virgin, so very horny. Now, on the fourth day of Christmas, Four calling girls, three French whores, two pecarubs, and a virgin so very horny. On the fifth day of Christmas, she brought me home something special. She brought me home something special. Five herpes seeds. Four calling girls, three French whores, two Christmas, my true
slut gave to me. Eight of her friends, including herself. Nine chicks of fucking eight. Krusty Panty, seven. Swampy Lady, six. Tons of laying. Five herpes seeds. Four calling girls, three French horse, two veterans. A virgin so very horny. Christmas. It was a good day for him. I bet you even good old Saint Nick stayed home in bed. She gave me ten slots of sucking, nine chips of fucking eight, crusty panties, seven, swampy ladies, six, consolation, and five fucking herpes seeds. Four calling girls, three French whores, two peckerubs, a virgin so very horny. Was she ever? And on the eleventh day I should have been a baby. She gave me eleven tits of milk and ten slots of sucking, nine chips of fucking, eight crusty panties, seven swampy ladies, six cunts of laying, five herpes seeds, four calling girls, three French whores, two veterans, and a virgin so very horny. She gave me, on the twelfth day, a lot of lip. Not a lot of crap, a lot of lip. A lot of dick sucking. A lot of prick fucking. She gave me twelve lips of lick, eleven tits of milk, and ten slots of sucking, nine chicks of fucking, eight crusty panties, seven Swampy lady six, consolation five, herpes six, four calling girls, three French whores, two pecker and a virgin so very horny. <sighs> now, ladies, remember, grapefruit is also a fat burner, so you actually losing weight while you sucking his dick. Now, once you're doing this technique, it feels amazing to him, but he still has no idea what you're doing. So what you want to tell your man to do is this, take the blindfold off. He's going to be looking at you like, what the hell are you doing? But he'll never say stop. All he's going to be thinking is, I could have been fucking a grapefruit all these years. Fucking a grapefruit all these years. And that's the grapefruit technique.